I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system, which regulates many of our most critical bodily functions, such as learning and memory, emotional processing, sleep, temperature and pain control, and inflammatory and immune responses. The CBD brand that I take and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, a sleep gummy. The reserve collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, including THC. Rich and bold, the Reserve Collection products are for when intense support is needed. Reserve Sleep Gummies build on their unique Reserve Collection formula with effective sleep-focused ingredients to better prepare you for bed each night. Wake up feeling refreshed, energized, and ready to take on the day with Reserve Sleep Gummies. All of Plus CBD's products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30 percent off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new reserve collection, Sleep Gummies. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend. That means it's time for a couple of hours of health information brought to you via Intelligent Medicine. That means the best of high-tech medicine and the best of natural therapies. Glad to be here with you. Can't think of a place I'd rather be on a weekend than sharing vital health information with you. 877-726-8255 is your line to come directly into the doctor's office and you can pose a question or share a comment or a health experience. 877-726-8255. We're anxious to hear from you. Also that number available to you 24-7, 365, because some of you listen to this program via our podcasts. And that means that you can call anytime you like and record a question. We'll take some of those recorded questions later in today's program. We got some good ones queued up for you. 877-726-8255. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about hypertension and diet. And this is probably one of the most fraught areas, fraught with controversy in the realm of nutrition, maybe akin to the debate over whether you should be on a plant-based diet or whether you should be on a diet that includes ample amounts of animal protein. Uh, Lots of studies pro and con on that. The controversy around hypertension centers around the effects of dietary sodium on blood pressure. And it's gone back and forth. In fact, in 2017, uh, I shared with you the results of a study that suggests that, au contraire, low amounts of sodium are associated with a higher blood pressure, and relatively high amounts of sodium in the diet are associated with normal blood pressure. This is a study that was uh, done on 2,632 men and women between the ages of 30 and 64 who were part of the Framingham study. That's a big study uh, looking long-term at outcomes for people. Framingham study named after Framingham, Massachusetts, which is uh, along the way to Boston from New York 
on 95, you pass it by, and then I go, oh, hey, that's where they did the Framingham study. Uh, average community in the United States. Over a 16-year follow-up period, the researchers observed that the participants who consumed under 25 milligrams of sodium each day, which is the threshold for sodium consumption. It's thought that uh, you shouldn't consume more than 2,500 uh, milligrams of sodium per day. That's a part of the dietary guidelines. But those who, cons who adhered to that uh, actually uh, had higher blood pressures than those who consumed higher amounts of sodium. So uh, they say that this represents what's called a J-shaped relationship. If you look at the letter J, it starts a little high, and then it goes low, and then it goes high. So in other words, uh, on the left-hand side, that might represent the people on a very low-sodium diet. They might have a higher risk than people at the bottom of the J who are on a moderate-sodium diet. Then, of course, uh, at the very high threshold, you know, people you know, consuming lots and lots of uh, chips, uh, salty meats, uh, condiments uh, that are rich in sodium and uh, all the fast food that you eat and restaurant food that you eat that's laced with a lot of sodium uh, so that represents the high part of the letter j where risk increases so the one of the authors of this study dr lynn moore says quote and this is a pretty impressive quote we saw no evidence that a diet lower in sodium had any long-term beneficial effects on blood pressure. Our findings add to growing evidence that current recommendations for sodium intake may be misguided. What they did find is that higher potassium intake was protective. The people who had the highest blood pressure had the lowest intake of sodium and potassium. Those who had the highest intakes of both sodium and potassium had normal blood pressure, which is reassuring to me because I consume a lot of sodium. I can't think of a salad that I don't put some salt on, uh, a little bit of chicken or fish that I don't put a little salt on. Uh, I consume a relatively high sodium diet. I also exercise a lot and I sweat a lot. So maybe that has something to do with my tolerance for sodium. But I also consume a lot of potassium-rich plant-based foods. So maybe that explains my normal blood pressure. Of course, the effects of exercise uh, are added into that. All right, fast forward to 2023. And this seems like a pretty conclusive study, okay, because pushing back on those people who say uh, sodium doesn't matter. And the question that they answer in the study, this is a recent study just came out. What is the impact of dietary sodium intake on blood pressure in middle age to elderly individuals? Well, let's keep in mind that the previous study looked at individuals from 30 to 64. Okay. Now, this study, we're comparing apples and oranges, looks at middle age to elderly individuals. Perhaps that accounts for the difference in the study results because older individuals may be less resilient when it comes to sodium. Kidney function is decreased. Maybe they're a little more overweight. Maybe they're exercising less. Turns out that one in three American adults take blood pressure medication. So it's an interesting study from 2023. They say here that dietary sodium recommendations are debated partly due to variable blood pressure response to sodium intake. They acknowledge 
that previous studies have had mixed results. Furthermore, the blood pressure effect of dietary sodium among individuals taking antihypertensive medications is understudied. In other words, all right, you're already taking blood pressure medication. Do you still need to restrict your sodium? I mean, the, the medication's taking care of your blood pressure, so you, should you restrict your sodium? All right, well, the study design included middle-aged to senior individuals. The average age was 61, so they're a little older than in this other study that showed sodium doesn't count. 25% had normal blood pressure, not in blood pressure medications. 20% had controlled hypertension on medications. 31% had uncontrolled hypertension. In other words, the medications weren't even doing the trick for them. They were on meds, but they still had high blood pressure by usual criteria. And 25%, a quarter, had untreated hypertension. So there's a mixed population there. Uh, so the intervention was that either they were put on a low-sodium diet approximately 500 milligrams daily total. That's hard to achieve. That's a very bland diet versus a high sodium diet, 2,200 milligrams of added sodium. And here's what they found. Uh, the average change in mean arterial blood pressure between high and low sodium diets was four milligrams of mercury, which did not significantly differ by hypertension status. In other words, it you, you lowered it whether you had normal blood pressure, whether you had high blood pressure, whether you were treated, whether you were untreated, whether it was sky high, or whether it was properly treated with medication. Um, so compared with a high sodium diet, the low sodium diet induced a decline in mean arterial pressure in 73.4% of individuals. So the majority of individuals and 46% of individuals uh, had a five milligram or greater decline in blood pressure between a high sodium and a low sodium diet. That's uh, classifying 46% of individuals as salt sensitive. So their conclusion is that uh, the decline in blood pressure from high to low sodium diet was dependent, was independent, sorry, independent of hypertension status. Doesn't matter whether you had high or low blood pressure, everybody got their blood pressure down a little bit and anti-hypertensive medication use. All right, so what do we make of these? How do we reconcile these studies? Well, for one, uh, the diet that they used was a very, very low-sodium diet, a diet that has very poor tolerability. And to get mm, maybe four milligrams, uh, uh, millimeters of mercury reduction in blood pressure, systolic blood pressure, that's not a big whoop for a diet that some people would find unsustainable. Uh, Number two, this is an, early, an older population. So what I think uh, one should conclude from that is that sodium restriction is not worthless. Sodium restriction is appropriate for many people with high blood pressure or with other risk factors for cardiovascular disease. It can make a difference, but is it is it good for everyone? Is it something that should be recommended overall as part of our dietary guidelines? And the answer is probably no, but we need better ways of discriminating for whom uh, a diet that is low in sodium uh, would be beneficial. There, there are certain, maybe we need to have a better sense of how to administer personalized nutrition guidelines to people based on certain characteristics. 877-726-8255, our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We welcome your phone calls during this hour of Intelligent Medicine.
As you know by now, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation, Plus CBD Daily Balance THC-free. Daily Balance is a daily use supplement that provides the benefits of CBD without the concern of other cannabinoids like THC causing unwanted effects. Daily Balance contains the purest form of hemp-derived CBD in high concentrations to help you overcome intense challenges to mental and physical well-being. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Daily Balance THC-free line of oil, soft gels, and gummies. If you're looking to maintain peak brain health, I'd like to introduce you to a cutting-edge new brain support formula from my friends at Thorne. Cinequel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Cinequel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Cinequel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance, and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Cinequel, just go to drhoffman.com slash thorn. There, you'll also find some of my other favorite thorn products. That's drhoffman.com slash thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Cinequel. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here, 877-726-8255, our number Got a call from Robert in Staten Island. Hi, Robert. How are you? Hello, Dr. Hoffman. Good to hear you. Um, I, uh, my, um, I'm 80 years of age, male, and my cholesterol was 225. Uh, L- HDL was 91 and LDL 117, triglycerides 22. And I told the doctor, because the other numbers were high, you know, I, I don't think I need any kind of a sat- statin. Mm-hmm. And what did the doctor say? The doctor insisted she you agreed. take a yeah, statin? She didn't push it. Okay. She said the HDL was 91 yeah. Yeah. and the triglycerides only 22. So I have a question for you. Have, have you saved a little bit of money, uh, you know, through your long life of hard work? Oh, I should get a, a, cat, a, a calcium scan, you think? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what I'm saying. You're anticipating. What I'm saying is that uh, pretty much rest assured uh, you're going to need that money because you're going to be around for quite oh. a long time. Uh, you can get a calcium scan, but I'm not sure that would reveal very much. It might reveal a little bit of calcium deposition in your arteries, but you're 80. And, you know, a normal lifespan, uh, you know, would be, you know, perhaps uh, reaching into the 90s or even past 100 for you. But it'd be hard to imagine that uh, you could develop cardiovascular disease uh, even with a you know relatively low score over a short period of time. So this is kind of an example of how, you know, if you called up and you said, hi, I'm Robert from Staten Island and, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old and I have these high numbers. And we might say, well, you know, the LDL is kind of high. Uh, we would want to look at whether this is, starting at an early age to cause deposition of calcium. Uh, it's a little different in terms of intervention for an 80-year-old. There's not that much 
evidence that 80-year-olds, especially females, but to a large extent men, past the age of 70 or so, uh, benefit a lot from what's called primary prevention with statin drugs. Uh, secondary prevention, uh, uh, secondary prevention means, you know, trying to shut the barn door after the horse got out. In other words, you already have pre-existing heart disease. You've had a stent, you've had a heart attack, you have angina, uh, or you have a very high calcium score, uh, or a, an angiogram that shows that there's a lot of plaque. So, uh, I would say in your case, uh, you know, clear sailing. I don't have a big problem, uh, with telling you that, uh, you can, Listen to your doctor's suggestions because doctors these days are very aggressive and even a conventional physician doesn't want to put you on a statin. I don't think it would make a lot of sense. May I share with you something regarding hypertension that yeah. I think you, you and your listeners really would find valuable? Yeah. Okay. I've always had like moderate blood pressure between 30, 45. I tried, you know, guided breathing, meditation, uh, Tai Chi. It helped somewhat. But still, I wanted to get it, say, you know, always below 125. I mm -hmm. began, I, I read the research about isometric training. And yeah. I got a, uh, you know, a hand gripper and, yes. and did it for two minutes. I, for two minutes, I've been doing it um, twice a day, each hand, holding it, no movement for two minutes. I was amazed for the first time in years, Dr. Hoffman, when I saw my doctor last week. She took my blood pressure. Usually it's sky high the first time. I have the hyper, I have the white coat hypertension too. It was 116. And the mm -hmm. only, the only difference was that I began using the hand grip in an isometric manner, yeah. holding it for 220. So, so yeah, let me mention, yeah, there, this is actually something that was formerly a sponsor. Uh, we had something that was a device that, you know, uh, recorded your uh, grip strength and had, you know, programmed you for grip. It turns out that isometric exercise with hand grip uh, can be very effective for blood pressure. You have to do it right. You have to do it in, you know, a prescribed way. But isometric exercise is important. Another way to do isometric exercise is to do what are called planks which is kind of a, a yoga move, but it's also a conventional exercise move where you actually, you know, you hold yourself like a plank, uh, you know, with your arms outstretched, just like doing a push-up without actually doing a push-up and holding yourself for 15, 30, 45, 60, up to 90 seconds. And that actually has a normalizing effect on blood pressure. This so-called isometric exercise and the various ways to do it, like even, you know, squatting uh, against a wall, you know, where you kind of form a chair position. Uh, that is what's called an isometric exercise. Very helpful for blood pressure. So thanks for that tip. 877-726-8255, our number. When we return, more of your calls, more your questions. We've got a lot more coming up on today's edition of Intelligent Medicine, so stay tuned. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter your body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, 
an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. Look at the news. We'll show that uh, Iranian proxies are raining munitions, missiles, and various types of explosive devices on American bases, shaking up Americans, not killing any, but resulting in traumatic brain injuries. What's going on there and what can be done about it? 877-726-8255, our number, and you can record questions. And let's hear one of those. I have a question on some blood work and urine and analysis uh, routine, just to follow up uh, visit with one of my doctors, and she has a number of tests being done. One of them that she did was a routine urinalysis and a protein and creatine, a random uh, urine test. So two questions uh, real quick. The ketones were found. This just as a trace, and that's, supposed, that's abnormal. Also with the protein-creatine ratio was high. And I'm wondering if you can help me out with that as far as why it would be high and if there's anything that I can do to try to get that back in the normal range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is actually kind of illustrates the perils and pitfalls sometimes of uh, getting copies of your blood test. Uh, when your doctor tells you that you're fine, but then you look at your blood test and something is abnormal. So it says, you know, typically uh, without any kind of interpretation, the lab will spit out something that's out of range. It's either low or high. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, your doctor doesn't think it's consequential. And I don't think it's consequential because typically when you're instructed to go for a blood test, uh, they tell you to go fasting. When you fast, you produce what are called ketone bodies. In fact, that's the basis of the ketogenic diet. Ketogenic diet or intermittent fasting can increase the level of ketones, which are thought to be healthy for your brain, uh, but also uh, provide kind of a steady state of energy as opposed to glucose which fluctuates and you have ups and downs of blood glucose but uh, when you don't eat or when you're on a ketogenic diet where there's very low or no carbs you're going to get ketones in your blood it's going to come out in your urine and uh, that's an indication that you're in ketosis in fact people buy ketone meters people who are avid followers of the ketogenic diet to see if they're achieving ketogenic status and that was actually something that Dr. Atkins pioneered because he would give his patients keto sticks when they're on the very low carb diet to see if they really were adhering and if they're reaching a point where they're in a fat burning mode. So uh, that's not a problem. Uh, as to, I don't know why they gave you a protein, to, you said creatine, but it's creatinine. Uh, creat creatinine is a measure of kidney function and protein in the urine can sometimes be a problem if that's really urine, but usually that's uh, reflecting a blood test. It's actually 
high ratio protein to creatinine is the opposite of a problem because it means that the proteins in your blood, uh, albumin, which reflects good nutritional status, and the immunoglobulins, which reflect good immune status, uh, are present. And the creatinine is relatively low, so you have a high ratio of the protein to the creatinine, if I'm interpreting that correctly. And that's a good thing. That means you're not on your way to uh, kidney failure. So I would reassure you that, you know, in spite of the fact that you look at the test and it's alarming, high, low, whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's still a, a human being, a health practitioner uh, has to interpret this in the light of what they're seeing in front of them, which is your presentation as a healthy person and make a judgment call as to whether it's relevant, which it probably isn't. All right, 877-726-8255. Let's get to the story, which is about blast exposures. Now, this is not just a theoretical thing. I mean, we've had a lot of IED injuries in Afghanistan and in Iraq uh, during those conflicts, but we're still seeing Americans who are hunkered down in bases in Syria and in Iraq who are being attacked by Iranian proxies. And while the good news is that nobody's been killed yet, a lot of these servicemen and women are experiencing traumatic brain injuries. They're getting concussed. And so they did a study on this uh, at the behest of the U.S. Department of Defense at University of Virginia. And they looked at the brains of nine special operations personnel exposed to blasts. And the study found that increased blast exposure was associated with increased brain inflammation and reduced volume and thickness of brain structures. Now, that is reminiscent of something that I shared with you last week, which is about soccer players, not even professional soccer players, but amateur soccer players who hated the ball a lot. They had the same types of brain changes from the concussion of getting hit on the head with a ball, even without documented concussions just from regular repeated contact. And they say that this could affect several key brain functions, including memory, motor skills, and emotional regulation. You know, we see a lot of PTSD, maybe a component of PTSD is that guys and gals are getting hit in the head. So uh, they, the quote is from the radiologist who led the study, this is the first study to directly demonstrate increased inflammation in the brains of service members who were exposed to small blasts, small blasts, not necessarily, you know, blasts that make you unconscious, but exposure to small blasts over career can cause brain changes. So they say this is part of the $8 million U.S. Department of Defense grant exploring the role of brain inflammation military personnel exposed to blast shockwaves. Well, I say, number one, you know, let's protect these guys. Number two, let's make uh, the Iranian proxies stop. But in a remarkable uh, podcast that I did this week with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Robert Roundtree, uh, he shared with us the background behind a novel nutritional supplement that was actually designed for people with head injuries. And it addresses inflammation. Its name is Cinequel, the quell being a reference to its ability to tamp down inflammation. So good segue to let me share information with you about it. Uh, if you're looking to maintain peak brain health, 
whether or not you've had a head injury, because the same mechanisms apply in neurodegenerative disease. I'd like to introduce you a cutting edge new brain support formula for my friends at Thorne. It's called Citiquel. If you're recovering from a head injury or play contact sports, you should pay special attention. Cinequel is formulated with the best research nutrients that support healthy brain structure and cognitive function. Cinequel's active ingredients help maintain cellular energy production, encourage a healthy balance of inflammatory cytokines, provide energy to fuel the nerves, support neurotransmitter production, and help protect against oxidative stress. It's available in two strengths, Cinequel for everyday maintenance, which I take, and Cinequel Plus, which provides higher amounts of certain nutrients for shorter-term post-impact support. For more information and to purchase Cinequel, just go to dearhoffman.com slash thorn. It's spelled with an E, T-A-H-O-R-N-E. There you'll also find some of my other favorite Thorn products. That's dearhoffman.com slash thorn for the essential nutritional brain support formula, Cinequel. Check it out. Um, all right, this morning... It's a little warmer. You know, we've had some cold, blustery weather. And uh, when I grew up in Southern California, it was always, you know, great weather. It's almost never an excuse to not run. But uh, here, uh, I used to think that running outside was a daunting proposition. Uh, that's before I got used to the climate here. I remember my first run on Thanksgiving Day. I said, oh, my goodness, you can actually run outside in the Northeast on November 24th or November 25th. Uh, but I tried to run year long and I got now the clothes and the right mental attitude to undertake it. And this morning there was a little break in the weather and I ran outside. Uh, so interesting study here about preventing knee replacement surgery. And it turns out, amazing statistics, 790,000 knee replacements are done uh, each year in the United States. The average cost is 31,000, although there are vast discrepancies because in some places you can get a knee replacement for on the cheap uh, for $11,000. Uh, that's in Montgomery, Alabama, <laughs> versus here in New York City. Everything's more expensive. 69500 for the same knee surgery. So go figure. Uh, it's a great surgery if you're you know, really immobile and you, know, you can't do anything, can't exercise. Uh, but it, unfortunately, the dissatisfaction rate with knee replacements, according to statistics, is anywhere from 6 to 30%. 50,000 hip replacement surgeries. So the story here, stronger thigh muscles may help prevent knee replacement surgery. So something as simple as some exercise to strengthen your thighs, and it could be squats or it could be, you know, working out on the machines. There's things you can do at home. I mean, you literally, you can, you can do squats in your living room, you know, even without weight. It's going to help uh, make your knee uh, more stable. It's about the quadricep muscles, which are the muscles on the tops of your legs, the upper part of your leg on the front surface. Research is reporting that having stronger quadricep muscles may help lower a person's risk of having knee replacement surgery. Uh, stronger muscles in the thigh can help stabilize the knee joint and reduce pressure on it. Activities like running, cycling, weightlifting, and yoga. Yeah, yoga, there are yoga positions which really make your thighs burn 
are among ways to strengthen leg muscles. So uh, don't skip those leg days. Uh, it turns out that um, leg muscles uh, help stabilize uh, the knee joint, uh, especially the extensor muscles on the front of the thigh and uh, the hamstrings and back. The two muscles uh, act as counterforces, and the balance between them uh, helps to protect the knee joint. So they did a study. The researchers compared 67 people that had total knee replacement in a single knee with 67 control uh, participants who had their original knees. Um, they compared MRIs, and what they found was that higher volumes of the quadriceps muscles, the hamstrings, and the gracilis, uh, which is uh, a long, thin muscle on the inside of the thigh, were also linked with lower odds of total knee replacement. So uh, there you have it. Uh, don't skip your leg days uh, because, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, what do I do now that I'm bone on bone and they tell me I need a knee replacement? I said, well, you know, let's go back in time. What could you have done preventively? Same thing with back problems, same thing with a lot of problems. Prevention uh, is the key to addressing the enormous number of people who have to undergo these procedures. And they're great. It's a modern miracle because you can go from immobility to walking with a knee prosthetic. But why go there if there's a way to prevent it? 877-726-8255 or number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. This holiday season, the turkey isn't the only thing that gets stuffed. <laughs> Everyone knows when we eat too much, gas and bloating are likely to follow. Even more trouble ensues when we combine too many rich foods high in fat and sugar. An antacid may bring a moment of relief, but there is a smarter idea. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics. Taken daily, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics provide optimum digestive support with enough of the good probiotic bacteria to help us digest rich holiday foods. And for sudden upper digestive distress, chew a capsule or two. The enzymes and postbiotic metabolites only found in Dr. O'Hara's probiotics as a result of the three-year fermentation process will help you feel better and improve your overall digestive health. This holiday season, discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. You'll be glad you did. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics today at Sprouts, Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, and natural health retailers nationwide. Also available online. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I've partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 for calls. And when it comes to COVID, uh, we made a lot of mistakes. We called for measures that didn't help very much. So when people 
were afflicted with COVID, uh, first of all, we said, let's all stay at home. Well, that didn't help very much. And then they came up with, I know, let's have everyone take the precaution of wearing masks. And then, I know, let's try vaccines. And then people would still get COVID. I mean, albeit perhaps a milder form of COVID, we can acknowledge maybe it might have helped some people have less serious outcomes. Then there were, remember those plexiglass barriers? I know, let's, let's install plexiglass barriers everywhere in supermarkets, in, you know, all these places where the air could travel around it. I mean, kind of, when I first saw that, I said, how do we know that that's making a difference? But they did it anyway at the cost of millions and millions of dollars. And then they came up with the idea of, and it, it's eminently sensible, makes sense. Let's get air cleaners. Let's get better ventilation. And so at the cost of millions of dollars, ventilation systems were upgraded to purify the air and get the germs out. Well, they did a study on this, new study. Uh, it's done in the UK. Uh, they say that air cleaners are designed to filter pollutants or contaminants out of the air that passes through them. When the COVID pandemic hit, many large companies and governments, including the National Health Service, the British military, and New York City and regional German governments investigated installing this type of technology in a bid to reduce airborne virus particles in buildings and small spaces. But these treatment technologies can be expensive. So, therefore, this study was undertaken to weigh the benefits against the costs and to understand whether these technologies really worked. So, they, the research team studied evidence about whether air cleaning technologies make people safe from catching airborne respiratory or gastrointestinal infections. They looked at 32 studies all conducted in real-world settings like schools or uh, senior care homes. So far, none of the studies uh, of air treatment started during the COVID era have been published. But, in short, we found no strong evidence that air treatment technologies are likely to protect people in real-world settings. So, yeah, what hey, makes sense, let's filter the air, let's get the germs out. But uh, possibly you can reduce pollutants, and that's a good thing. You know, all these airborne particles in urban environments, uh, yeah, we want to get that air out. And that is, there's no question, 100%, that's harmful. Or the potential for reducing allergens, people who have severe allergies. Well, maybe you can suck out some of the pollen and some of the airborne particles that trigger allergic reactions. But uh, they 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 actually say that, our results are disappointing, but it's vital that public health decision makers have a full picture. So they're awaiting studies during COVID to come out, but uh, apparently it's yet another strategy to curb outbreaks not working. Here's a strategy that I've adopted and I recommend that you adopt. With winter coming and all the health issues it brings, now is the time to make sure your immune system is as strong as it can be and to build your natural immunity. It's time to empower your immune system. That's I-M-M power. 
Impower supercharges your immunity because it's made from AHCC, one of the most powerful mushroom extracts to ever come out of Japan. It's been shown to enhance your immune protection by over 300%. Good studies to support that and has the robust research to prove it. Empower is my first go-to when it comes to immune support. I personally take it daily and prescribe it to my patients in need of immune support. And who doesn't these days? So if you're looking for a way to supercharge your immune system protection and build your natural immunity, Empower is the solution for you. For more information and to order, go to theharmonycompany.com. That's theharmonycompany.com or call 800-422-5518, 800-422-5518. Use coupon code HOFFMAN20 at checkout and... Get a 20% first-time discount and free shipping. That's theharmonycompany.com for Empower. All right. They say that uh, it's great being a guy. You know, we have so many advantages over women. But it's a sad fact that according to the latest research, U.S. men die six years before women as the life expectancy gap widens. It's not clear why, but uh, there's an increase in deaths from violence, suicide, drug use disorders, and alcoholic liver disease. And it's being worsened by COVID, that gap. 